Boom. All right. We're starting. All right. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Wolf. And we're doing our audio and video commentary for X-Men after breaking down all the minutes. This is the thing I did not mention in our first breakdown, but that 20th Century Fox, the X, will linger a little longer. And there it was. Just that little, little bit. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. We're doing this. We've been recording these minutes for at least three months now. And uh, how, do you, how do you feel that we got the got here, Wolf? It feels good, you know? <laughs> I feel like we can finally watch the film all oh, the yeah. way through without having to stop every minute. Yeah, because you've been saying that, like, every time you watch a minute, you're just like, ah, ah, what? oh, shit. <laughs> right? Ah. Uh, all right, so that's interesting. Now that I'm watching, I'm feeling some little bit of Matrix inspiration in this. Yeah. Just a little bit. Little little some of those nerves look like electrical cords. But uh oh man, it's felt forever since we talked about this minute. I know, right? <laughs> the transitions. All that, all that mud. That shit's just <laughs> I love I'm like the mood and you're like oh god I'd have to like take two showers to get all that mud off my shoes <laughs> <laughs> I hope those shoes weren't suede I know right but like I don't know it um I just I feel like the production like or the set design for this the costumes all that it's just so spot on yeah yeah. Oh man, you feel it. Mm -hmm. And there was a recent discussion that I remember hearing talking about how even after he talking about the connection between this movie and X-Men first class, how even though he like bent the metal because he had those numbers on his arms, of course he still was in the camp eventually. Mm -hmm. you know? He didn't just escape after that which wasn't something I had even thought about before seeing first class. Oh yeah. I he never considered like still there. Yeah. I never considered his time there. Um, but whew, this music. Yeah. It's like Schindler's list, you know? Yeah, did you? We were talking about Stanley Kubrick a little bit right before this, but did you hear the story of Stanley Kubrick's Holocaust film? No. In the time span it took him to just be looking at photos for locations for his film, Steven Spielberg shot, edited, and released Schindler's List. So oh, wow. Stanley Kubrick just threw it out. Yeah, but it just, like, it, well, it shows how much of a perfectionist Kubrick really was. Yeah. On that note, since we already talked about the Matrix a little bit, apparently a book about Stanley Kubrick kind of ruined the experience on the Matrix two and three because the Wachowski sisters read about how Kubrick said he wouldn't get natural performances out of his actors until episode or a take ninety. Oh wow! And then they took up that 
ethos and bill pope was like this is not necessary it's misery you're getting creep uh, like every single angle was 90 takes minimum oh my god I, I mean i couldn't imagine that um i think the most takes i've ever done or like was one because you're yeah. an esteemed actor no it's probably about 50 50 yeah. times and that's, and that's not really that many when it comes to like certain things yeah but uh yeah just 90 though for every single thing every angle every time all right so we've already done a one extraordinary scene about these opening scenes talking about how they mirrored each other the hunter and the prey mm-hmm. showing a magneto's origin and then showing rogue's origin and by the way i hope you enjoy all our ums and pauses and tripping over our words mostly me because i edit that shit down but that will not be the case here but uh yeah how his origin was very heroic quote unquote he's he is the victim he is right railing against nazis and he is doing what is right to save his parents or mm-hmm. not be separated. And she is in the much more idyllic, innocent setting. And she hurts someone, hurts mm-hmm. an innocent person, which it was, a, I thought it was a very interesting kind of reversal. You should normally see the villain doing villainous things and the hero doing heroic things. That's just the normal, the, the popular way to do it. But in this case, we get uh, we get a remix of that. Yeah, that's really interesting. And uh, ha- have fun watching if you're watching. By the way, this this whole commentary started right when the movie started, so you don't have to sync up. You just start at the same time or see where we are, and then go to that point in your movie. But. Have fun looking at the rays of light in the background, how mm-hmm. they frame or almost frame Gene and then frame Senator Kelly later. And also the angles, because the angles are always looking up at Gene and the angles are normally looking eye level or down at Senator Kelly because Gene has the moral high ground in this room in the mm-hmm. beginning. And she always almost gets uh, framed by these rays of light. But as we go, we'll see when the power shift happens in the room and when Senator Kelly gets that uh, framing of the rays of light perfectly. Never almost or not almost as Jean has been getting. But you liked this moment. Yeah, I did. You said you didn't realize it was Patrick Stewart at first? Yeah, so I didn't realize it was Patrick Stewart, like the silhouette of the bald gentleman. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that was Patrick Stewart. He was like slightly out of focus at first. And uh, I like how it just like, you know, slowly shifted the side of his head into, into view. And then yeah. got to see exactly who it was. 
And that was the shot I was talking about where once Senator Kelly got the room, he got the perfect framing. But now yeah. we get a mysterious man. What is who is that? Is that Mr. Holmes <laughs> in a Helen Mirren movie of Sherlock Holmes much later on? I'm saying this because Ian McKellen played Sherlock Holmes. And one thing I noticed again, mm-hmm. or I actually did notice this time on watching it, was the wheelchair X. Always yeah. is perfect. Perfect, <laughs> yeah. Well, you did notice in this scene when we were breaking down the minutes, all the X's around them. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, what? <laughs> like, it's staring us right in the face and you had to tell me, hey, Brian, look around. <laughs> so many X's. See, this is what I, I don't get. Why... Does Magneto not wear the helmet all the time? I mean, of course he can't do it out in public, but when he's with Charles, you know? Or he could, like, like maybe design a, a fedora that <laughs> blacks out. The... I mean, Charles could have read his mind right there and figured out what he was talking about or yeah. what he was thinking of. Look, we're going to be the new cinema sins. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, this actor. I need to look up this guy because he's at, he actually voiced a voice in the X-Men a TV show, the animated oh, show. The truck driver guy? Yeah, I forgot to mention I found out later on cuz we I didn't mention it or I didn't find out about it while we were doing these minutes. Let me find him really quick. Was he Beast? I don't remember. Let me see. Trucker George Buza. He was he was beast. Wow, I fucking guessed that just by the sound of his voice. Mind <laughs> blown. That's fucking weird. I mean, he just sounds like uh he sounds like Beast did in the nineties with that like raspy, intelligent <laughs> to his voice, you know? But he also played the character Dr. Henry Hank McCoy. Hmm. I wonder who that I know, is. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And there's another actor in this scene who voiced uh, Rogue in the animated TV show. Really? Can you guess who? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Uh, it's the... I'll wait till we see him on screen. There's actually a guy who voiced Rogue in the animated series right there named Hugh Jackman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fucking around. Named Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure he's never heard that joke. Probably. This is an original. Oh. Uh, And now, if you haven't been listening to the minutes, now starts the uh, odyssey of Wolf's focus on his hair. (laughs) On uh, Wolverine's hair, which I did notice a little bit when I was pulling clips from X2. You know, I think the only reason I focused so much on his uh, hair was because when X2 came out, a buddy of mine, um, me and buddy of mine were like obsessed with X-Men, clearly. And uh, that was one thing I pointed out to him. I was like, man, his hair looks so huge in X2. He was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because you've chosen to do the 
Xavier look. (laughs) (laughs) Every black man in America has done the Xavier look at least once. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I was like, wait, what? What, Are we on a different topic? (laughs) I thought we jumped over. I got it. You should do the Wolverine look next time. (laughs) Held my case for David Diggs playing the next Wolverine. And I'm going to try to find a picture, but um, back in the day when I was like 19, 20, mm. I uh, like permed my hair or whatever. And when it would get wet, it looked like when Davi digs uh, in blind spotting, when his hair was like, you know, down and sort of curly or whatever. <laughs> I think when my mom's got, got, got that picture. Perm? Yeah. I think my oh, mom's got that glorious. picture somewhere. I want that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're coming up on the the thumbnail shot that i've used for every minute mm-hmm. of ours can you imagine the villain from mission impossible 2 playing wolverine because he's the guy who lost that part because of mission impossible 2's extended shooting schedule Really. Yeah. Dude, that would have been really weird. <clears throat> we gotta we love that uh shotgun stroke of the ear. <laughs> Just gently caresses the lobe. <laughs> Honestly Boom shots <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> could you have imagined uh Logan getting shot in the back of the head with it looked like was that buckshot or birdshot? That's probably buckshot. No, no, I've literally never heard of the word birdshot. Birdshot, like little pellets. Uh, I saw the pellets. I just assumed that was. I mean, I thought that was the uh, gunpowder pellets. I don't know. I don't know anything about guns. Yeah, people from Michigan are obsessed with guns. I, I usually I call Michigan Southern Canada because I'm so outdoorsy. <laughs> okay. I just saw a video yesterday by Amanda the Jedi about how stupid the people in her town are, and she's Canadian. And I was like, wow, like this is. This is a real group of assholes she's talking about <laughs> right. in like a movie theater. She's she literally would say she'd drive like two hours to not have to deal with the people in her town. I was oh like, Canada? Okay. <laughs> dun dun dun. See, I recently just edited the episode where you're like, why didn't Mystique, uh, where you're talking about Mystique and Logan becoming a couple. Oh, yeah. So I went to look at that scene and I was like, why didn't he smell that it wasn't Gene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she went to kiss him. I love that pick one. You know, Hugh uh, Jackman went above and beyond for this role. Because, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people just knew him for, like, Australian soap operas or, like, uh, musical theater. They were mm-hmm. probably like, this man isn't going to be a good Wolverine. 
Little did they know. <laughs> like, I know he's a very handsome man, but like with the facial hair, how it is and the hair hair, how it is, you you don't think pretty boy, you know? Yeah. You think like rough, like rugged guy, you know? Yeah. You don't think Wolf Hogan. You, you think Wolf Hogan if he, I don't know, like <laughs> I was, I was, chops. I was in a boxing film. I think that was probably the only film where I looked like hardcore. <laughs> gotcha. Was that the one where you had the fake sweat for hours? Yeah, fake sweat and <laughs> fake black eye and all that. I almost had that this exchange in our in one of our one extraordinary scenes about the relationship i almost had that part i was like this is too much this is i'll just have the part where (laughs) they they are nice to each other and say what's your what kind of well kind of nice what kind of name is wolverine or what kind of name is rogue i don't know what kind of name is wolverine (laughs) what kind of name is james howling i was like wait what (laughs) who's james howling Howlett, uh, it's, um, Logan's real name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, how do you know that? Uh, I guess this would be as good a time as any to say how we started this all. Um, mm. I literally just put a poll on a little Facebook page we're a part of, and I was like, what franchise would you listen to a podcast about minute by minute? And I also had the option to add shit, so I put in like Mission Impossible, Fast Furious, Bond, which I'm doing, and MCU, which I'm doing, and Wolf added X-Men. And I was like, I literally just tagged him in the comment section. I was like, Wolf, would you like to do a minute-by-minute breakdown of X-Men? And he was like, yes. <laughs> that was you know, the first like, time talking to each other ever. <laughs> you know, I, ideally, I would have done like Matrix, because I'm obsessed with the Matrix films, but you know, my love of X-Men it died down a little bit in the adult years. So I was like, you know what? This is going to stretch me uh, as, um, you know, a film lover, comic book lover. So I, I guess this is as good a time as any when I can't cut it out to ask you, but I was actually going to ask, would you like to start doing instead of five days a week, X-Men three days a week, X-Men and two days a week, the matrix. Ooh, in the lead up to Matrix Four. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, do you really want to get me into my Matrix? Uh, yes, <laughs> especially now that uh, one of the Wachowski sisters, I believe, Lily, has confirmed that the Matrix was an allegory for for trans transgender uh, g- gender uh, transformation. Like yeah. Yeah, like I saw that article. I didn't read anything uh, about it, but I, man, that's really interesting. I think that's, that's something beautiful. that's been theorized for a long time, and they've refused for a long time to talk about it ever. I think they finally did now that it's more accepted, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just wanted people to make their own conclusions for a while. But yeah. All right, did cool. you? Did you ever watch the DVD called The Matrix Revisited? Mm, I had the whole collection. I watched everything. Uh, it's Matrix been a while. Re- 
revisited uh was just like two like two hours i think an hour or two of just behind the scenes uh, okay i don't i don't remember if i have I, if i still have the dvd i could i'll try to mail it to you or we can find it online but it is okay. really fascinating um all right <laughs> back to the movie I I already have the Instagram though. It's at the Matrix Minutes. Oh, nice, <laughs> dude. Okay, so you just saw Cyclops zap the seatbelt. I think we yeah. talked about this before. It's like in every film, every time there's a car accident, they can never get the seatbelt off. Is that something that mm-hmm. really happens? I want to know. Uh, yes, I mean, this one is because the whole thing, like, broke off and okay. went forward. Um, but it, the thing that was the sticking point for us was that she never tried clicking it. Yeah. Which we, like, were like, maybe she's panicking, you know, but at least she, they probably just couldn't click it. Like, it probably worked perfectly fine. So they they couldn't be like, click it, because then it would just go click and open for the movie. Something uh, that was just on screen. I don't mean to cut you off. Um, When Toad was painting that thing or whatever, I didn't realize how jacked the actor was. Ray Park? Yeah, you see his right arm. He's like fucking huge. He's jacked as shit. You look at his Instagram, he looks jacked even today. Really? Yeah. He's a real beast. (laughs) wear your helmet bro stop not wearing your helmet and we get that and the marbles just fell Oh, shit. I don't think we noticed that the whole room was dark in that first shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, the first dolly in on him laying there, the whole room was dark. Oh, so he was just, like, they just left him in there. Yeah, he was napping. First little bit of flirty. Look how flirty this is. Oh, man. (laughs) That's actually how me and my girlfriend met. Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus Christ, she (laughs) did that to you? Yes. (laughs) See, at least in this movie, he apologizes later. I still think it's kind of goofy that between Avengers 1 and 2, like, uh, in Avengers 2, Bruce Banner, when... Black Widow's flirting with him. He's like, what, a, what, a, what did this guy do to you? And she just says, not a damn thing. And I'm like, really? Because in Avengers 1, he smacked you across the room as Hulk. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't think he really truly apologized. <laughs> he he kind of said sorry, but then she was like, that's kind of what we need right now in the battle in New York. But Saying not a damn thing just sounds fake. Yeah. And important to remember that one of the voices here is actually Scott. Oh, yeah. 
you know, after doing all the minutes, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I'm revisiting the entire film with like a heightened sense of like, you know, awareness because we've noticed things that we didn't notice in the past. Dude, because of doing minutes like these, I found a flaw in blind spotting that I'd never noticed before. <laughs> wow. Like, there's a conversation between phones and you see the iPhone and it never is put on speakerphone and it's laid oh. down on the desk. And I was like, that's a flaw. And I noticed it because <laughs> I was in such an analytical bias. Now. I was like, oh man, my favorite movie. Now I'm always going to be like, this is one of the most powerful scenes in the whole. She didn't put it on speaker. She didn't, she can't really hear him because it's not on speaker. You hit up Debbie Diggs. You're like, um, there's a uh, error. <laughs> Please go back and add fifteen thousand dollars worth of CGI to highlight the speaker <laughs> button <laughs> on the iPhone. Uh, Jubilee, right? Oh uh, yeah. All right, so I'm going to have a depressing story in a scene or two. Uh, it's uncomfortable, but. Didn't know about it. Didn't mention in the minutes. So I will be mentioning it in a bit, but not yet. Also, uh, apparently those, the thing on the board is talking about Cyclops's eyes. It's something like a breakdown type thing. I don't know the science, but. I really wish he had said no. They didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I saved theirs. No, but like by lying there, (laughs) not getting involved. It's like Logan is so skeptical all the time. I love Mm -hmm. it. I know you'd been <laughs> waiting for that moment. <laughs> oh, God. Yes? <laughs> I like how Cyclops like, looks past him like... I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, as if he's just not a threat. He's like, could you get him, please? Like, are you? should I take this clown seriously? This limp body? Like, what a healing factor. You stayed unconscious for six hours. He's like, what is this place? It's like, I've been trying to tell you for the last 10 minutes. (laughs) All right, so it's the boy who's Pyro. So I just want everyone to look out for that since he won't be on screen for very long.
All right, so here's the boy. So apparently for this one scene, he was flown up from, I think, California to Toronto or wherever they filmed it in Canada. Just for this scene, which seemed very unusual to people on the crew because normally you just get a day player who's local yeah, for that little bit. Um, but, and this is the uncomfortable part, he later sued after production because I think Brian Singer was named or not named or implied, but three of the other people who worked on the film apparently like abused him for months and he won a six million dollar settlement which apparently to this day has not been paid him so his lawyer recently sued for that plus like four million dollars in interest because like think about 20 years oh my gosh dude so this was the first (laughs) time that I know of that there is accusations of Brian Singer's abuse. Uh, I didn't want to say his name. Uh, the director's abuse and the abuse by some of his colleagues, who had, one of which who had already been sued for something similar before this. It's but, so uh, messed up, dude. It's just like, it's, I mean, with all these allegations and stuff you hear about, it's like, I wish filmmaking could just like continue to just be about art and filmmaking and not all this other crazy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's always an ulterior motive. It seems like, but like literally, I I don't know how it would help with this, but if I ever get the chance to fund productions, literally everyone's just going to be paid the same every day. Um, I understand that like some people are more important like a director versus an extra, but if everyone's being paid a hundred dollars a day, the director will end up being paid more and the extras will be paid a hundred bucks. Just everyone will be paid evenly. I know it, you know, I just want everyone to be paid evenly. So there's kind of an even keel. Maybe that would help. Mm -hmm. Not that I could fund big, films but like it would literally start with like maybe fifty dollars a day or something i don't know yeah i mean it's just like it's about the the art it's not about like yeah everyone can be here and get paid as much as possible but let's be real nothing will be like a million two million eight million dollar project anyway right um i don't know unfortunately uh we missed talking about the horses yeah, that was kind of weird. I didn't even, re- I didn't mean like back in the day, I didn't even notice. It's like they're just walking through a stable. Yeah. And I thought another marvelous scene we could have done, but there was already enough on our plate was this mm-hmm. Mystique's introduction. Because she's immediately a badass woman. But that one sentence informs her whole character. Yeah. People like you after his whole big speech to his one person audience were the reason she was scared to go to school as a kid. That's so crazy. 
And I can't remember if it's in this film or the next film, but she's, she mentions how her family tried to kill her Jeez. as a kid. Um, but it's amazing. Like, it's very dynamic. It's not. And I also learned that uh, Christopher McQuarrie was one of the people who contributed to this script. Hmm. But at the end of the day, it was the production was such a mess. He and another writer wanted their names taken off, which apparently cost them a million dollars each in revenue, like wow. later money. But Christopher McQuarrie is my one of my favorite filmmakers today. The new Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, dude, the, the newest Mission Impossible really blew me away. I mean, I guarantee I've already shown you, but there's possibly a fallout tattoo. And look, this is uh, this is Wolf's future home, where everything can pop out of the walls. (laughs) (laughs) One day, just literally everything. It's like you walk into the house; it's just empty. And it's like, Mm. boop, everything just... Change for, changes from like a kid friendly zone to a kid making friendly zone. That was a weird transition. I think we saw Mystique being uncovered by a fogged pane of glass unfogging. Oh, wow. We can't skip back because we're doing the commentary, but it literally looked like a, a piece of glass had some of his breath already on it, and then it peeled back and faded away. It was a cool little effect. I wonder if Mystique's powers how like if I had Mystique's powers if I could just make myself skinnier (laughs) Probably. But would my health actually change? Like, would it actually (laughs) eliminate the fat cells or just compress my organs even more to an even more unhealthy degree? Well, I mean, you got to think, though. You have an advantage if, you know, the apocalypse comes upon us. You last a lot longer than I would in the field. Yeah, I'll run a lot slower from the zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'll be able to walk a lot shorter distance (laughs) before getting tired. Like if I were sitting across from this fucking machine, I think I would be a lot more scared than the Senator looks. 
Yeah, I'd see Ian McKellen's grin like that and I'd be like, man, he doesn't brush his teeth. Those look really <laughs> yellow. Is that just because of bad oral hygiene or because of this weird spinny thing? I'd say it was like uh, living in Britain like way, way back in the day. <laughs> I guess you can't be too scared when you see a guy eat a bird and go, yeah, <laughs> which I really went in on in the minute breakdown of this. But when you start off with just openly mocking the disgustingness of your captors, that was <laughs> terrified compared to that. <laughs> In the comics, did he actually have a flirtation with Jean Grey, or is this just a... No, I mean, I think he did. He was in love with Jean. I don't know if it was this creepy. <laughs> but, um... He's like, just... read, read my mind. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, this could totally have been a... Well, uh, what, what's the thing? Like, what what else can we put in here? This could have been, like, let's just put it in a love triangle. He's like... Read my mind, all types of freaky shit going on in here. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what they made it sound like. <laughs> I love this machismo off. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Man, I love James Marsden. Uh, again, I've mentioned it before, but everyone needs to watch Sex Drive. James Marsden yes. is in that. I like him in, um, have you seen Westworld? Nah, I've seen a couple episodes. He's, uh, he's pretty, pretty good in it. My chiropractor was literally talking about Westworld yesterday. He's like, I'm going to lend you my DVD. And I just, because he's a little <laughs> bit older than me, I was like, what's a DVD? Because <laughs> I'm a dick. But now we got Rogue coming in through non-entrances, you know? I know, right? Or not doors. Like Logan, wait for, for some reason up. being very concerned that someone's having a slight nightmare. Yeah, like, right. Logan, like, I can't go to sleep when you're making all this fucking noise. I touched someone with super hearing powers earlier today. You really need to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, there's that sweat the wolf had on his eye his face for hours. You know that weird glycerin shit? Man, that shit is a godsend. Because if I had to <laughs> if they would have spritzed me every five minutes, I'd have been real annoyed. See, that would have been a nightmare for me because I would always instinctively want to be like, Ugh. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh shit, sorry. 
Oh. And yeah, like uh, like we confirmed, she did not know she had heal. She could take his healing abilities, technically. So her touching him intentionally doesn't really make sense yeah. with the uh, time timeline of events. Everybody's like, ooh, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, Storm especially. She's like, it was an accident. Storm's like, yeah, all right, well, get the hell away from me. <laughs> Are they in a different bedroom or the same bedroom? I don't know. There's just Much more dramatic lighting in this bedroom. There's so many bedrooms. He's like, after Logan passes out, uh, the professor comes in and says, take him to the spooky lighting bedroom. I'd like to talk to him when he wakes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you notice that there was a bunch of orange lights on the outside? Of like the, the outside wall? Oh no, that's kind of cool. Ah, the sexiest part of this movie. Not giving people nightmares. (laughs) Just getting them all turned on and shit. Ugh. Yeah, orange lights like that. Oh, I think we actually saw the inside view of that movie with all those orange lights. He's just toying with him. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Lion King. Sabretooth is Scar. (laughs) Bye-bye. Look, all that water is a herd of gazelles. (laughs) (laughs) I guess in this case, does that make Magneto Simba or just Scar's voice? (laughs) <laughs> like oh Okay, that's some real video game logic, getting that kind of lift out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) He went up to his waist, at least. He's not a dolphin. (laughs) He doesn't know how to swim like that. That child is a sociopath. Yep, we confirmed. Stanley! 
and the couple that you pointed out that would just be out of there, the African American <laughs> couple. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Stealing clothes. And then this is in this scene, you know, she was actually supposed to have a date with Bobby at lunch. Cause um, later on Bobby says, Oh, we were gonna meet for lunch. You have to understand me, I didn't know what my powers actually did. Yeah, right. What were you going to say? Like the the actor who plays Bobby, he's so like his, he's got like such an intense look all the time. Mm -hmm. I think I looked him up on IMDb and he's, he's having a good career. I, oh, even I haven't seen him in anything lately. um, You know, he's, he's, he has a twin brother, which is weird. I wonder how the twin brother's doing. (laughs) Or I wonder if they were both in this film. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, as far as the IMDb, it shows. Uh, it's no. just him. Yeah, so let me find him. I'll mention some stuff that he's been in recently. And so Sean Ashmore has most recently been in. Oh, what? How did I not notice this? He was in The Boys as Lamplighter. Oh, I never saw that. It was good. Is that uh, on Prime? Yeah. Oh, he's in season two. Mm. I need to watch season two. Okay, he's been in some TV shows. Some movies. His career has continued. He is making his mortgage payments. That's good. Yeah, the effect of like Cerebro is really interesting. Yeah, this is uh, I dig it. It aged well. Mm-hmm. Like, is it just me or is this movie like progressing really fast? <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> it's like you're already at the point where she runs away. 
Yeah, we haven't got it hasn't been a month and a half yeah, right. <laughs> that it took to watch this. No, I was noticing that too. It feels like it would be too early, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> I kind of I appreciate that. You know, you think like, no, it needs to be at the end of Act Two, but nope. Midpoint, I guess the what the big change is the change in status quo when Magneto reveals that he's actually getting rogue. Mm-hmm. But it is quick for her thematic story of like choosing her home, choosing her family, you know, when she ultimately chooses that at the train station before she gets kidnapped. It is quick for that. Mm-hmm. Like Wolverine's arc takes the whole movie. Hers takes half the movie. I really like uh, all those vehicles in uh, Charles's garage. Like I'm, super old school. <laughs> I wish he we would have fucking like, you know, uh, gotten deeper into those vehicles. I think what like the silver one looks like one of the James Bond vehicles mm-hmm. from the sixties. Do you get all uh, distracted when you watch Iron Man 1 as well with all his Stark mobiles? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And there's that continuity error because that doesn't make any sense that she's coming out of the basement. Yeah, right. And like literally like... A one second earlier, they would have just run into each other. Mm-hmm. All right, so I actually paused my copy, so I'm gonna figure try to figure out. Uh, you tell me when you see the green liquid come on screen. Okay. And now. Okay. We're pretty much close to being synced up. So since later Rogue, or not Rogue, Jean says, I think she has a crush on you. When she pulls away from him, comforting her, I want to ask how much you think her look is like, is this where we could kiss <laughs> look? Because, I mean, this is, a, this is a heavy scene for me to be joking about that over. Wait, but, oh, uh, you're talking about uh, Rogue? Rogue, yeah. It's going to come up in a bit. When she when after he comforts her and she pulls away and she kind of looks up at him, since oh. Jean said, I think she has a crush on you later. How much do you think this is like, uh, is this the moment of romantic comedy where we kiss kind of look, even though it's impossible, you know, because she would kill him. This moment where she's like looking up at him and, you know, yeah, you know, I don't even think that was like romance. I no? think that was okay. like more of like you said people like us, and I think she was like, I feel accepted. 
you know, type thing. Gotcha. Okay, because I that maybe and then, I mean like, I could be wrong. Once it starts moving and she like sits back in her seat, oh yeah, I mean, like a like I know we can't kiss, but could like we a kiss? Missed opportunity and then kind of thing. Dropped and she's like, oh, okay. Maybe you never know. You know, you know, she could you know have the like warm feelings for like an older man or something like that. I don't know. And uh, like a, just a kid crush, you know, yeah, towards a teacher or whatever kind of deal. But uh, yeah, we just had Cyclops get discriminated against by right. that mother. It's crazy. Like I like how like Saber Two just throws people out of the way to get. You <laughs> could have just as easily said, "Excuse me," or just walked around them. Yeah, right. He has to be a dick. <laughs> You know, like, let's see, like, in, in films, people, like, innocent bystanders who are, you know, negatively affected by, like, an action scene, either thrown out of the way by, like, a more powerful character. <laughs> I want to do a film just about one of those people. You just mentioned their, that in yeah. this minute. <laughs> just, I love that. Like, their life leading up to that moment, you know, like, or... Yeah. Maybe a family's life leading up to the Battle of New York and uh, the Avengers. <laughs> On the way to like soccer practice and just all hell breaks loose. I hate to tell you this, but they kind of did mm. that and it's called Remember Me with uh, the boy from Twilight and nobody oh, liked it. <laughs> really? And the Australian woman from Lost. Yeah. You having fun with your camera? What happened? <laughs> Uh, I think just the ratio was just a little different. Well, now I have a different angle. Yeah, hold on a second. I got to change it. Oh, wow. Oof. Plot twist. Whoever said I wanted you. <laughs> you don't Ooh. need to worry about it. this Mac camera works for me. Oh, okay. You know, I think and we talked about this before, I think, but I think that fucking Trank Dart would have killed her in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but it does it does slow down right before it stabs her. So. Oh. oh, I mentioned it's convenient that they're using a body bag for Rogue. It never occurred to me, of course, they'd use a body bag so they don't actually touch her. Oh, okay. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, how the fuck does Magneto know what her power is? Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, she didn't know what her powers were 
Yeah, right. How does like Xavier and Magneto all figure out what the fuck her powers are before she figures it out? Or actually, it wasn't it public that, uh, or no, wait, was it public that uh, she almost killed her boyfriend or something? That could be public, but all you know is that her powers could kill people with the touch. Oh, yeah. Or like hurt them. Not that she actually takes their powers, you know? Yeah, that's true. If if she only told police, I can hear his memories in my head, that's not saying she could take a mutant's powers. That's just like, okay, you could kill them and take their memory. I'll eat your brain and gain your knowledge, which is <laughs> a Planet Terror well, reference. Yeah, no one should know what her powers are. And, it, you know, if if Magneto just like randomly finds out like, oh, she like how, how what do they have a spy in the school that's like, yeah, well, we stabbed her. She touched him and healed. Although that could also explain why Xavier didn't know he was. No, it doesn't. I was going to say it could explain why Xavier doesn't know that why Magneto wants to kidnap Rogue, but Magneto's been trying to kidnap Rogue since the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. We talked about this before, too. Like, um, Xavier could have just crushed uh, Magneto's larynx or whatever and just been done with everything. <laughs> or it... just had Sabretooth take the helmet off. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Yoink. Yoink. Some people would die maybe really quickly before he would... could take over his mind. You'd think that Magneto would have like fixed the helmet with some sort of like straps or something because the, the way he got the helmet in the first place was he yoinked it off of Kevin Bacon with that exposed wire thing. Yeah. Oh, the only I mean if they had had Sabretooth try to take it off and then you just see that he can't because Magneto's like magnetically keeping it on. Oh yeah. Then I guess that would cover up that possibility, but didn't even try. What I really like about this direction in the film, though, like the camera movement is so clean mm-hmm. and it's like very dynamic and like it changes it's always moving. I, his helmet was protecting his mind and I met him with his helmet off and I couldn't <laughs> see it in time. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh shit. Why is there a painting outside? <laughs> oh wait, he's inside. Wait, how the fuck? He got inside. He, there is a front front door that's like unlocked. I think the school was just unlocked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Like, what do they have to fear besides Striker? <laughs> Yeah, what do they have to fear except the entire world? I guess they have an open door policy. <laughs> yeah, right. 
no mutant left behind. No mutant left outside. (laughs) That's what my doctor told me when he was checking my prostate. He said, I want you to relax. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is that? That's not how. I'm going to the wrong doctor. I think you got to stop trusting your girlfriend to check your prostate. <laughs> There's a doctor in the alley behind my building. I just no, that's that. definitely a reputable doctor. <laughs> New York, that's, that's where you find doctors. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> like the doctor, I don't know if you're familiar with Futurama. It's like a back alley doctor they always go to. I've watched a little bit, but not enough. Yeah, I love this work right here. Mm-hmm. How it's going around the room with everyone discussing? Yeah. Yes. Like um, the scene that I uh, was in uh, on the. Uh, the same set of the Russos. <laughs> yeah, like the um, there. Let's see. I can't cut this out. So yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. But uh, I'm just saying, like, in if that, you say in how that, much you got paid for being there that day, I can't cut that out. <laughs> just in the morning. In the uh, in the scene or whatever. Um, let's see. There were they did about three different three different uh, scenes in that one location. And With they you had, in all three of the scenes? No, no, no. I, was, I wasn't in one of them. Gotcha. But they had... They so set you up, were in uh, two of them? Uh, I just want actually, to confirm how many times I have to look out for you in the movie. Yeah, right. No, it's just going to be this that one location, but like it's like the same scene. I can't really say too much, but gotcha. they had like, they set up tracks for different... Uh, for different shots, yeah. And there were a few of them that were just, you know, it was just beautiful. I can't say exactly what happened. You know, we got to do a commentary when that movie comes out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like they liked me so much, they're like, you know what, we're gonna use every fucking uh, <laughs> every bit of him that we recorded. But we're we're gonna do two commentaries. One where I just cheer the whole time you're on camera, and then I'm asleep the rest of the film. <laughs> and then another one that's more honest and not a waste of people's time. <laughs> right, I really uh I can't wait until the film actually comes out cuz I, I I have a couple of pictures of me in my trailer and costume that I want. <laughs> you but, had your own trailer? Of course, you're the esteemed actor Wolf Hogan. Like 
I'm just distracted by this argument, but uh, yeah. Now, yeah, I was going to say in the earlier scene when Wolverine asked, what does he want with her? He, and uh, Charles says, I don't know. That was the most theatrical stage performance I've ever seen. Cause he just goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's stage, that's stage acting. Man, I miss stage acting. Trying times. But everyone can watch Wolf Hogan's performance in Hamilton on Disney Plus right now. <laughs> He's every white character. It's a great <laughs> performance. You don't even notice. Oh, yeah. You see that like mane of chest hair? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to mow that lawn. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know what that means, but you can figure it out. But yeah, in those in those uh, pictures of me in the trailer or whatever, I look I don't look too enthused because it's literally moments before I have my morning coffee. It was like around 5 a.m., so. Who took pictures of you? It was just me in the mirror. <laughs> I was just like Shh. I love that you're like, I haven't slept at night. I'm not in any kind of mood. I don't look happy. I feel miserable. I'm so nervous. Time I, to I take took, a picture. I took the picture because of the costume. The costume is very interesting. Okay. All right. So you do look like you were in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, crap. Gene, how'd you get in there without using the the professor's eyes? James Marsden has a great theatrical run. Like, the best I've ever seen is Tom Cruise's run. I was just going to say, like, you better not disrespect Tom Cruise's run. No, 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 dude. Tom Cruise, like, Tom Cruise, (laughs) while shooting the latest, uh, while shooting Fallout, he's 56. And he had a broken ankle for most of the running. Yeah, like, that's the level I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get on. That like you're my trying run, to get on? Like my run, my theatrical run is not pretty. Look, dude, <laughs> I'm sure you've got room for improvement as all of us do, but unless you've got Scientology running through your veins, you're not gonna <laughs> don't 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 try to reach for that. Another good run, David Diggs. He's got a fantastic theatrical run. What movie did he run in? Uh Blind Spotty. When? Oh, just running, just running. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was thinking of like not oh, like action. Not an yeah, not exercising. Oh yeah. And I was like, no, after he had the argument with Raphael where he says, You're the N-word they're looking for, he docks away. He doesn't run away. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, David Dig. I never saw him running and thought. What the fuck is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) I did an independent film where I, I, my character runs. I'll show it to you. And it's just, no. You don't don't like it? No. (laughs) You know, this is the last thing I'm going to say about running, but my running in that film reminds me of Chris Evans's run in Cellular. 
That's, I don't know if you remember that film. I love Cellular, but it's been yeah. a while since I've seen it. Not good? Mm, room for improvement. Did he improve once he got to Winter Soldier? Oh, dude, yeah. His run now is fantastic. <laughs> Especially like, in Infinity War, running alongside Black Panther, just going like, fucking twice as fast as everyone else. Winter Soldier, he's just lapping uh, Falcon. Mm. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that run. I had in my mind the run where he's running with Anthony Mackie, and it's like, how do we know the good guys from the bad guys? If they're shooting at you, they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sabretooth and Magneto are very menacing in this. Just like, ooh, that red underlighting to his yeah. jaw. I'll raise it. He's talking about the uh, painted torch. And we were talking about they don't actually show it being raised. They saved a bunch of cash. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if they did, it would have ruined the surprise of Rogue being revealed, you know? Oh, yeah. I think that's why I still think they should have been a little more obvious looking at the wreckage of the torch, but yeah, they uh, saving that reveal when it powers up is worth it. Not seeing him raise it. Yes. First class. <laughs> How dare you get the good that good good from first class and then revert when you go to Days of Future Past, you fucking leather right. freak. I mean, I'm all for the leather daddies, but like how how are you gonna go in one direction and then just flip right back in the next one? Poor shame. After being shown that it could be done well. Yeah, dude, I don't know what um Speaking of Days of Future Past, I don't know what Hugh Jackman did to prepare for that uh, role, but when he like first goes back and he's like in the 70s and he's just getting shot and he's all jacked up, like I don't know what, what he's doing, but I want to do whatever that is. All right, I guess. <laughs> I guess. You, you could, well, you start by doing a cold shower every morning. He <laughs> he literally said that's what he would do, and it would be a great really? way to piss him off and get him in the mindset of Wolverine. Oh, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing that every day if it wasn't miserable, because I've, I've done that a couple times, but gosh, I can't. I think I'm already pissed off all the time, so I think that just you? helps. I hide yeah. it well. <laughs> Cover it up. Yeah. And seen. <laughs> I mean, uh, feel free to open up more. I would. I would hate. I mean, honestly, like I understand we all bury stuff so that we can be functional adults and kind to each other but uh, the idea of someone constantly to a degree faking 
No, you know? no, it's not like it's not like that kind of shit. I'm not like fucking like on the verge of like a, a uh, an explosion, but I do uh, channel frustration in my writing when I write scripts and stuff. So that's always gotcha. Good. Okay. Oh, see that CG the bottom of the hand or whatever. It's just <laughs> yeah. like way longer. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Um. Jeez. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Middle finger. <laughs> I think. How do I know it's you? You're a dick. Okay. I think if like Zack Snyder did a Wolverine film, he would have like an entire scene of just Wolverine killing people with middle finger. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust Zack Snyder with any movie. <laughs> I also wouldn't be surprised if he was like, no, Wolverine didn't kill anybody. He just (laughs) ran them over with his motorcycle. (laughs) The motorcycle killed the guy, not Wolverine. He choked them with lit cigars. I just, I just don't want, I'm just thinking of like the movie Logan but with every action scene being in extreme slow motion. And I'm just Mm. like, that just sounds miserable to me. I don't want uh, Logan versus his clone in slow mo. No, I don't want it. No, thanks. I don't want Zack Snyder's slow motion for that. Absolutely not. I don't want when Logan's trying to help Rogue on the train station for Logan to look like the most conflicted human being in fucking existence. Right. Like, can you imagine Wolverine acting like Superman in Batman v Superman? Like, there's not a lot of people who understand (laughs) what we're going through. And I don't think Xavier understands either. It's like an inner monologue the entire time. Oh, God. Um, I'm excited for Justice League to come on HBO Max so I can finally find out if his vision was good. But I'm not looking forward to all the hate that Twitter's going to be just shit on with if it's not and people don't Uh, like it. Just the few tribalists who will be like, no, we got it and it's the best. There's a great movie... Or a video on YouTube by Renegade Cut talking about DCU tribalists. They go four videos in. It's it's a great fucking series. Oh wow! And mystique. Like mystique licks her lips suggestively. Yeah. It's like everything about like. Violence and conflict turns her on in some way. Mystique never needed to try to fight Wolverine with claws. She's so right. fucking badass. But um, I will say that lick lipping reminded me of Bo Burnham because I've been on a Bo Burnham kick again for the last like week. And the intro to his special what, 
which is on Netflix and YouTube. He, uh, he's like, I want you to be comfortable. So enjoy. And it's all voiceovers. It's like, enjoy extended or uh, prolonged eye contact prolonged eye and he's just looking at somebody and then he turns away and it stops and then he looks back and starts again and it's like prolonged eye contact lick your lips to make them more comfortable <laughs> it's like so creepy storm can fly he's like why don't you people ever die that was a funny uh, minute to review mm-hmm. I think I was talking over it was that toad that said that yeah Gotcha. What if she was like, what do you mean by you people? I was just going to say, because Black Lives Matter, Toad. (laughs) There it Man. See, this was at least, I guess, more subtle, but the fact that Sabretooth and Toad die, like they actually mm-hmm. they actually die in this film, <laughs> yeah. you know, instead of just seeing some crappy like, oh no, they just died in between films thing that he would do in Apocalypse, the director. Oh yeah. Or Days we of Future Past. See them. Yeah. Boom. Boom. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Do you think that's Mystique Red or like Jean Grey Red? Right before it shortens her hair. Uh, uh, I guess it's Mystique Red. I always assumed it was Mystique, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like the CG um, like Mystique face transforming into everybody for a yeah. split second. To me, it looked kind of looked like Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter in blue makeup. It's weird. Right. I wish we could go back, but I mean, maybe it's well, just my. <laughs> hey, I'm, my I'll, eyes. I'll go back later and check it out. <laughs> still love this. Yeah. This just raised the stakes, you know? Yeah. Man. I love how smug Magneto is when he knows he's in control. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I thought you lived in a school. He's just, he's got the heat just roasting the shit out of him. Uh, God, we should make a sketch of uh, Magneto roasts the X-Men. <laughs> and just have it just be this. Every single one of his jokes. <laughs> yeah. And over here, we've got Senator Kelly, and then you just see a bowl of water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was just thinking of, like, what's a joke that could be at the roast? Yeah, we did talk about drinking Senator Kelly. Oh, what? I don't remember that. Remember I said, like, what if she just took a glass of Senator Kelly? and Don't remember that. You would be refreshing, I think. Just a little, put a little Kool Aid packet in I there. I think. God damn it! I, it's been too long since we recorded that minute, and I don't think I've edited that minute yet. I definitely haven't, Ooh. so I don't remember you saying that. And now I'm not looking forward to it. That is like <laughs> grossest, grossest fucking shit. <laughs> Fireworks and shit. Mm-hmm. Over here, we've got Wolverine. The only person who's got standards low enough to stab him is is himself. Right. All right, I'll stop the roast. They're not good jokes. He's like, oh, psych. <laughs> Clops. Sorry. That was a good one. Things I've never heard a woman say. Oh, crap. Yeah, that kick got a very generic punch sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that that uh, that clip where Logan and Sabretooth are fighting and the camera's going around. It kind of reminds me of X-Men Origins when, um, was it X-Men Origins? When Sabretooth and Logan are like fighting in different wars. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Why is that reminding you of that? But just the camera is like going around them. Gotcha. Almost CGI shot in the whole movie. Man, it makes absolutely no sense, but we love it. (laughs) And boom. 
Continuity errors for where Logan's hanging. Oh, yeah. Also, can you imagine it missing Cyclops or Gene, but then his next one just goes right <laughs> on Gene's head? <laughs> and after everything is done, he's like, man, we saved the day. Where's Gene? <laughs> he jumps back in. He's like, Gene, steady my path. Oh, 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 oh shit. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) That doesn't make sense to me. Sabretooth should be alive after that. He just got concussed a little bit and fell 7,000 feet. I know it's not 7,000 feet. So we established that Jean isn't powerful enough to lift Logan up on her own? Um, I, mean, I guess now we've only really seen her move like a cabinet door was the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. Or not a cabinet door. Just a regular door to uh, the closet. And I guess this like makes it so everyone is involved. Yeah. Absolutely no reason he should be able to time it well enough to not get hit. Yeah, right? There's that hair. Yeah, I still think that Logan shouldn't have wasted his time or they shouldn't have had Logan touch her white hair later. But I do appreciate that little moment where the hair comes in. Like we could easily just not notice on a first watching. But uh, when he's holding her dead body later, I don't think it's a good use of time to be like, she's dead. Oh, what's up with this white hair? Oh, you mean like he's like confused by it? Like he's like, what is this? Like later on when he's holding her dead body, he like literally touches it. And I was like, you don't need to touch her hair. The audiences can figure it out later. Yeah, that. He's like, what the? Like, come on, you got white hair now? Like, you angsty teen. (laughs) 
did you do this just now or while you were in captive? I wasn't paying attention. Again, love, love this. Nothing love this. Happened. Yeah. It's too late. The music is so beautiful for it and just surprised and he gives up and just holds her. Protectively mourning. Oh, crap. That would feel so crazy to have the life force sucked out of you. Ooh. I'll say, I wish I was immortal with a healing factor. Just. Or, you know, Superman powered, but immortal. That would be even better, not being able to get hurt. You know, Superman, I I mean, Superman is like, okay, I guess. But in the comics nowadays, they're just going too far. Like, I saw... Someone posted a picture of like a recent Superman. I don't know how recent it was, but a Superman comic where he's like holding up heaven. And I'm like, okay, you guys just keep making up. uh, I need more context. (laughs) It's like, he's like holding heaven up, like holding it, like keeping it from like, I think colliding with her or something like that. And it's like, really? He's that powerful. As in, I just meant I don't need all Superman's powers. I just mean instead of being immortal, and if I get hurt, oh I yeah, heal, I I can be immortal and just not be able to be hurt. That would be nice. Yeah, you know, if kryptonite didn't exist and bullets would just bounce off me, I would also be fine with that. But I would just like to live forever, basically. All better. (laughs) Love that line. That tickles. It'd be funny if he was like, that tickles. And she's like, what about this? (laughs) (laughs) If she actually tickles him more. (laughs) That would be me. I want that. I want that uh, sketch. Angry Rogue. Yeah. There's so many sketches we need to do for the merch opera channel between like this and Bond and got like five ideas. We need to do them one day. I still think it was too much for him to be like, you could tell her my heart belongs to somebody else. Yeah, right. All right, cool, cool. Your heart? I don't think you know where your heart is. It's not between your legs, bro. My lower heart.
Yeah, it's kind of cool you pointed out. I didn't realize the professor was sitting there with him. <laughs> I was like, I honestly I notice don't that? think I ever noticed before these minutes. They had Tebow before it was invented. Yep. Jean has her like tennis mom uh, oh, yeah. sweater tied around her her shoulders. They are they are in Chester, New York. And Cyclops or uh, Rogue has her arm length gloves on. <laughs> I love that it's actually Logan that sniffles. Mm. Like it, it is Logan. He just in his own way is like holding back his emotions. That's so funny. He steals his shit. I'd be so upset if somebody stole my fucking motorcycle. (laughs) I think Xavier can afford to replace it. I know, right? Maybe with uh, speeds that a human being could actually survive. (laughs) (laughs) Or a mutant without a healing factor can survive. Take him away. <laughs> Ooh, at the very last, boom, plastic prison. See, I like the that chessboard because. Honestly, like this is, I'm sure this is going way too far into it, but normal chessboards with like, uh, this is too far into it, but white piece goes first before black piece. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. sure that was kind of a 
<laughs> right, you're a racist <laughs> thing. fucked up. You know, I like that. Like, like, you know, know, pink and the clear better. Right. You know. Racism um, in uh, chess? No. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, uh, this is actually another thing from Bo Burnham. You know? <laughs> You know, uh, white white guys get a lot of shit, and it's not fair because we've done a lot of things. We've invented everything but peanut butter. That's what I <laughs> that's what I learned in school. It doesn't uh, sound right, but the school system having a racial bias? No way. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, like you know, it's funny. Like I didn't even realize George Washington Carver invented so many fucking things. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. Oh, yeah. One day, one day we shall learn. But this was an incredible experience watching this film from start to finish. <laughs> not not to... one minute at a time. You ready to get back to that right. format now? Next two. Right. <laughs> uh, well, if if you watch this whole thing with just for the first time, because I'm sure this is going to get more views, you know, than normal because it's a commentary. Uh, if mm-hmm. you want to go back and watch our minute-by-minute minute breakdowns, that's here. Uh, I'm I'm not... I can cut this out if I don't do it, but I'm pretty sure I'm just going to start uh, YouTube channels now for the different podcasts for Movie 2. Uh, so, there'll be an X Minutes channel. Uh, it's on its own instead of movies or dope on YouTube. And, you know, there's been the audio versions if you've been listening there. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we got to five ratings and we've eaten slime made with beer instead of water. Mm. Can't (laughs) wait. Yummy, yummy. I mean, we also have recipes with jello and mayonnaise because really really you're you're saying that after it was your idea i regret bringing that up yeah i regret (laughs) that you did too (laughs) (laughs) but that'll be the challenge for x2 so uh yeah feel free to leave a rating on apple Podcasts if you want but uh yeah this was cool Watching it now, how do you feel watching it now that we took literally like at least three months breaking it down minute by minute? You know, it feels so much shorter. Like <laughs> it, it really, it doesn't feel like we were here for like over an hour and forty minutes. Like it felt like we just started it. Uh, but yeah, it feels really good to like break it down. You know, get all the little details and then watching it as an entire thing and yeah. still noticing those details. Yeah. I mean, of course there's a lot more that we've broken down in the minutes, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was nice, man. This, uh, all the little editing tricks and this has been a journey. Mm-hmm. I dug it. Cool. Um, you know, I, I've seen X-Men 1 so many times that I've seen X-Men 2 and 3 less times together than I've seen the first one by itself. Ooh. So th- so it's going to be interesting. I kind of do want to watch X-2 before getting into the minutes. That I mean, I don't know if we're, you know, supposed to do that. I won't if we won't, if we both don't do I that. I mean, but. I'm not going to do it 
And yeah, I'll just I'll I just stick to not saying to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably won't do it then. I would prefer but, yeah. since we're gonna watch it again at the end of it anyway. Right. I would I would prefer to go in as blind as possible. I mean, yeah, we'll go you know into me, it. Just... You've, you've mentioned one thing, like I just said in a minute where you're talking about the Golden Gate Bridge sequence. I was like, X3, even though I think I've seen it twice. Right. Right? <laughs> so I'll still remember shit ahead of time. But like I had watched Dr. No years ago, but when I did the Bond minutes, did not watch it again before it. So I can't you know, I stop started... you, but I won't. I think I told you this before, but I started watching the Bond films again because of your uh, oh, really? Bond podcast. Yeah, I, cool. I, I forgot how much I loved the original films. Uh, Dude, I yeah. was surprised. Like you, have you ever watched Doctor No recently? Uh, I started Doctor No, but I start, I I started with the Pierce Brosnan ones. You guys gotcha. haven't gotten to those yet, but yeah, yeah, no, we're far away from that. Yeah, but uh, when you watch Doctor No. It shocked me to realize that when Bond goes to the secretary's place, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he almost gets ambushed by the three blind mice, he knows that she's a bad person because when they leave, he has her arrested. Mm. But in the time between him arriving and having her arrested, which... Again, he knew the entire time that she was a bad person and she'd do anything to keep him there. He had sex with her twice, (laughs) which she a couple times made it like, I'm not really into this. So like, I know he's been called a misogynist in the, in one of the Brosnan films and Craig Craig has said James Bond is a misogynist, but he, he's a, he fucking raped her. Yeah, dude. And I, I think like, that was what like the fuck like that. I, I've been warned about the um, the Roger Moore era being racist. Yeah, but I was like, God, what the fuck? Like you know, each person who plays the Bond, they bring like different things to that Bond, and I mm-hmm. think like the misogyny is like. Sean Connery's Bond like started that off. I think. I mean, in the book. I would imagine he was like misogynistic, but I think Sean Connery really brought it into like, you know. Yeah, yeah I don't know which movie it is with uh, Sean Connery, but apparently in one of them he that I haven't gotten to, he seduces a lesbian woman in a barn in a kind in a forceful forceful manner until she starts liking it, and Jesus. and in the book apparently it was described as corrective. Oh, like he fixed her or something? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's so, so fucked up. Yeah. Did, did and you ever see? Movie, it, that was another Renegade cut. You should watch Renegade cut for James Bond. But the music apparently is heroic and romantic. And Did you, did you see the, the interview with um, Sean Connery in Barbara Walters where he talks about like Slapping his wife. Yeah, yeah. He thinks it's okay. He's like, you know, it's okay to every once in a while with an open a woman just needs a good slap because they don't listen. And they, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, yeah but, that, you know, that is a product of the time that I'm not surprised at. Unfortunately, yeah. the the just you know using a little critical analysis, the rape 
was a lot more shocking to me. I was like, yeah, that's really fucked up. Like you had sex with her multiple times, and she even said please after you kissed her the first time. It's like, right? He doesn't listen, you know. On, and that's on Connery. Bond doesn't listen. He just does whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Like I liked Sylvia Trench because she made the moves, and he was he was respectful. He was like, uh, to he invited her out, and she's like, "What should I say?" That he's like, "You should say yes," and she's like, "I should say maybe." He's like, "Tomorrow, maybe." I was like, all right, that's you know smooth, a little, a, a little forward, but you're like maybe all right. And then she shows up in his place like unannounced, and she's like, yeah. Mm. But He's then, like, hey. like with Miss Taro, he rapes her, and then later with uh, Honey Rider, she mentions how she had been raped, and she by her landlord when she her father had died, and she put a tarantula in his bed to kill him. And she's like, did I do something wrong? He's like, you shouldn't make a habit out of it. I was like, that's... Mm, yeah, right? Like, what the hell? You just said she shouldn't kill her rapist? Mm, Jesus. What? That uh, sounds like something a rapist would tell someone, you know? Don't kill your rapist. Yeah, so if you want uh, Bond, you know, the Bond movie is broken down minute by minute, but by people who will be disgusted by disgusting parts of it. Uh, seems a little antithetical, you know. Uh, feel free to go over to Bond and Bond. Yeah. Somehow this fit into an X Men commentary. Anything goes with us. It seems like, <laughs> like literally anything. Yeah, I mean, we just can't keep life out of these commentaries. Just like the yeah. fact that Wolf is an esteemed actor, star of the new Russo Brothers movie, and scene stealer of from Tom Holland in the movie Cherry. Yes. It's like years from now. It's like, or not even necessarily years from now. It's like when the film comes out and I'm in it for like however long, people are going to be like, I thought he had a bigger role. I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I've been no. building the, I, man, I, ooh, it's going to be I mean, so honestly, like, uncomfortable if you suck as an actor. It's like, I you know, honestly, I don't Because I'm confident you don't. <laughs> no, but like, I really don't give a shit about actually being in the film. Like, just being able to be there and learn as much as I did. And though in like the 12 hours or however long I was there, it's like that itself was, yeah. um, that was like an experience that I'll never forget. So also I've never seen a Russo brothers movie where I'm like, that actor sucked. <laughs> like, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, I think the most I've ever been like, they should have pulled it back a little bit was in Winter Soldier when Danny Pudi came on and like he, he, he just goes like this. Like, I was like, that's a little <laughs> too Abed. <laughs> a little too Abed. Should have pulled it back a little bit. Um, but no, there's no fucking chance you're in a Rooster Brothers movie and we see the movie. Uh, like it's gonna be heartbreaking if they cut the scene out because I, I don't know the scene. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes scenes way, just I mean, get cut out. Yeah, um, be like no, ah, I hope it's in the deleted scenes. But you know, honestly, no like even if it did, possible way I watch the movie and I'm like, I'm gonna have to lie cringe. to Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to lie to Wolf and not tell him that you really suck. There's no way Russo brothers can't make a movie where yeah, you know, I mean, even sucks. if we're to get. Even if it were to get cut, I mean, I still got paid and I still got a chance to work with great people. So, you know, yeah. to each their own, YOLO. <laughs> and we cut this out of the minute by minute 
one, but Wolf got paid $75 million. $75 million for one line. Yeah, that's why he bought that whole building in New York that he's living in now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was the X-Men commentary. Mm -hmm. Everybody's enjoyed it. can't imagine anyone actually watching a full commentary with us at this point because our analytics are just small but if you've gotten to this point please feel free to comment uh, blue macaroni yes, this is this is my cat Jean Grey she would like to say hi is that Jean Grey yeah nice yeah. That is a a, that could (laughs) easily be the star of a Stephen King movie, right? (laughs) Church, Uh, Cat Cujo. (laughs) (laughs) She is mean, so yeah. Ouch! She just jumped back up here to kill me. (laughs) Did you actually get hurt just now? Yeah, she like digs her claws in. (laughs) Put me down, motherfucker. Pretty much. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you dug this, I don't know, follow along. We're going to do some disgusting mayonnaise and jello for X2 <laughs> if we get. I don't know. I, we'll have to figure out what the. Oh, I'm brain farting now. Disgusting recipes? Or- We'll have to figure out how many ratings we need to accept that challenge. Cause I don't know how many ratings we're going to have at the end of this first movie. Cause mm-hmm. we're like three months out from all the episodes being published anyway, at the time of recording. But if you put a rating, if you're putting a rating after this, whatever, any ratings will go towards that. <laughs> I'm brain farting now. I'm glad it happened at the end of the movie and <laughs> not in the middle. I've been Brian. I've been Wolf. And And we are the best at what we do. What we do is not very fast, except it's much faster when we do a commentary. (laughs) Bye. Peace out. Bye, Gene Green. Achoo, I'm allergic. Oh, nice. (laughs) She said bye. (laughs) And I'll stop recording now. Okay.